Hey everybody and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I was like kind of going through some of my episodes and I realized that my intro was like the same every single time. I'm your house Grace Scatto and I don't really know what else to say. It's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> but welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys are here again for yet another episode. This one is super, super important, and I think that regardless if you struggle with mental illness or whatever, this is just such a great episode to listen to and just take in. It's a great like food for thought, so I am really excited you guys are here and you are back listening, and I hope you all are doing okay, and I hope this week was relatively good for you guys. I, It's a Thursday night I'm recording this. Things have been really crazy with spring sports and stuff. My schedule, I have like very, very limited free time now, but I am recording this pretty late at night on a school night, but I'm here, guys. I'm here. I'm persevering. Anyways, before I hop into this episode, I just want to give a trigger warning I know I've, you know, mentioned in the beginning of this, like, journey that I will be talking about some triggering subjects, but I will be really, like, diving into some of them today, so I'm just giving a trigger warning and that there will be some mentions of self-harm, eating disorders, suicidal thoughts, depression, things like that, so, you know, I'm not obviously going to, like, extreme detail, but I just want to let you guys know that there will be some mentions of those things and I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but I know that it's a really good thing to learn about regardless if you struggle with any of these things or not. I am going to stress this a ton this episode that perspective really does matter and you could be struggling or you may not be, but it's still important to educate yourself on these topics because People you know and people that are around you may be going through some of these things. And it's important to educate yourself so you don't say the wrong thing, you don't trigger anybody, and you can just be there for others. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and let you guys know what will be in this episode. Anyways, the main idea of this episode is I want to be talking about how you can support a friend, family member, whoever, and how important it is to check on someone. Just a little check-in. But support is really, really good, and it's just a great way to make someone feel valid, and everyone needs support in their life, regardless if it's from a family member, a friend, a teacher, whoever. It is extremely, extremely important, and I have been wanting to do this episode for such a long time now, and I actually had a friend help me with this. I'm going to keep her anonymous, but you know who you are if you're listening. And I just want to thank you so much, Queen, for helping me. She gave me so many great ideas and so many great things to mention because I was a little bit nervous of not including the right things or saying the wrong thing because I'm still learning myself. You know, I'm trying to spread a little bit of awareness with my podcast, but this is also a really good learning tool and experience for me as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So I had another like voice kind of come in and just make sure that I'm including some of the right things because she's just a great trustworthy friend so that I can trust. So yeah. 
anyways, I just wanted to preference all of that and kind of get that out there before I start this episode. And um, yeah, I guess we can get into everything, but I hope you all are doing really well. And um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something interesting that I can say before I start this off. <laughs> but honestly, there's really been nothing interesting in my life recently just a lot of sports and school and ugh, and I'm just so drained and I'm tired and it's only week one so I still have such a while to go I play softball if you don't know but I'm very tired already and my body hurts so yeah I guess we're just gonna get right into it then so get us started checking in on a friend even through things such as a simple text bringing it up in school being like hey how are you doing or like actually sitting down to ask them like genuinely can make someone feel valid and heard regardless of their status in their life. Just because someone seems happy on the outside doesn't mean they are on the inside. You can know someone who is active, has a great family life, grades, and overall seems in a good place and, you know, is always on social media and is posting about their vacations and has the cutest outfits and you know, all of this stuff, and they can be really smart and have a great friend group, but you never know what is going on behind the screen, and you can never judge a book by its cover or what you see on social media, which is really good food for thought, and, you know, you kind of got to put things into, like, retrospect and really think, like, it's so easy to perceive people as perfect, and, like, I know all the time on social media, I'll be like, oh, her life is just so perfect, And, you know, she just has her shit together and she has the best routines and stuff. But that might not be true. And 100% of the time, it's not true because nobody is perfect. Not even Kim K. (laughs) Like, guys, nobody is perfect. Why do I always, like, go straight to the Kardashians when I'm making that analogy? Every freaking time. I don't know why that's just the first person that pops into my mind because she's, like, a billionaire. So, I don't know. Um, but not everyone is doing good and, you know, you just can't judge based on what you see in school or on the internet or whatever. I know that like, I'm not going to go on the internet and post me crying or having a really bad day or whatever. Like, I'm not going to post the negative things. Like I typically post the positive things. I post me looking good. I post myself you know, doing things and making myself look productive. And I'm always posting what I'm reading and my crystals and blah, blah, blah. Um, Don't be fooled. I am on TikTok most of the time in bed in my Olaf pajama pants from Target. You guys need to cop them. They're so good. Around Christmas time, 10 out of 10. Anyways, reaching out can actually just simply save someone. Like you have no idea how much of an impact your words can really do to a person so reaching out and being kind is just really 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 good and just you know even if they're not really your friend you're not that close it's still such a great thing to do and it's just like there's no harm in reaching out and making sure someone's okay but also it's really important to remember too that you cannot be a hero and solve all of your friends problems If the situation is really serious, you should probably put your trust into a safe adult who can handle the situation more appropriately. Remember that, like, you know, 
if you're listening to this and you're my age, like you're still a teenager, you're still learning. I just hit my desk with my elbow. That really hurt. But like, you're still a teenager, you're still learning and you're still trying to figure out your life and, you know, what works for you and how you feel comfortable. So you can't put all the pressure on yourself to fix everyone's problems and be the hero in everyone's story. If the situation is pretty extreme, then, you know, go to a doll and just make sure that said person is safe and everything but remember that you cannot solve everyone's problems it's so unrealistic and I honestly used to put all of that pressure on myself especially as I started getting into mental health and even with this podcast too I was like oh yeah like I you know know everything and I just want to help everybody and you know solve everyone's issues and I wish I could but I can't and that's so unrealistic so just remember that you are not in charge of the situation you are not the hero As much as I wish I could wear a cape and just help all of my friends and fly around and just be like, bam, (laughs) like I can't. And just remember that it's okay to put trust into adults and seek help if it's really needed. Another really great thing, and I love doing this, this just makes me feel good and makes, I know makes others feel good, is build your friends up and your family too. I'm going to mostly like use the analogy about friends and like relating this to friends, but keep in mind this can go for anybody. Sneaking little compliments can go a long way like sneaking little compliments in their day I know I see my friends all the time in school and I'm like oh my gosh girl that outfit is adorable or your hair looks so good or like oh my gosh like I know I've gotten a compliment someone has told me I actually when I first started this podcast someone said my voice was extremely aesthetic (laughs) I actually cannot stand my voice like I cannot listen to my episodes back I refuse to listen to it whatsoever and like when I hear videos of myself talking I'm just like oh my god ew which is funny because it's like well why would you have a podcast then and I've been told by so many that they love my laugh my voice and that's like one of the best compliments I've ever received because I don't know even like still though I'm just like oh cringe I just hate hearing my voice on camera but little things like that can go a long way especially if someone is in a dark place and you know who doesn't like a little compliment and also receiving them is really good Obviously, I'm not saying you need to shower your friends with compliments every second of the day. You know, obviously spread them out a little bit. But just remember that even the smallest things like liking someone's post or even, you know, just telling them how good they look can really, really just, I don't know, it just can put in just so much good energy that everyone needs. You know, everyone needs a compliment every once in a while. Okay, so more on the eating disorder side. I have never, like, this is something that I've never struggled with. I'm going to just blatantly come out and say that. I have never struggled with an eating disorder or anything like that. But I know some people who have, and obviously I will not ever give names or anything. Because that is not my business to share. Absolutely not. That is not okay. But I have learned and educated myself so much. And honestly, like, I would never wish anything on anybody or anything bad on anyone. But it has been a good learning experience for me. And it's definitely been extremely eye-opening and educating. So some things you can do to help a friend who you know might be struggling with an eating disorder or anything like that. 
And trust me, I know this is an extremely sensitive topic. So don't just go up to your friends and be like, hey, like, um, do you have an eating disorder? How can I help? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't do like stuff like that. That's just so dumb. Like, have common sense here, people. But some things you can do if you do know is offer to eat with them over FaceTime or in person. I know I have texted someone this before. I'm like, hey, like after school, if you want to, you know, FaceTime and have a snack with me or whatever, or even just like sending a picture of you eating something could be really good too. Um, my go-to after school snack is either my oatmeal bowls, a croissant from Trader Joe's, of course, because, you know, where else would it be from? Um, a bagel with cream cheese. Oh, it's different. Or my toast with almond butter and chia seeds. So pretty much breakfast when I get home. (laughs) Another thing is that you can push them to eat and offer safe foods and some of their favorite foods, although if they do not feel comfortable, do not push them too hard. Do not nag. It's obviously a good thing to like, you know, give them a little push out of their comfort zone and help them kind of take those little baby steps into recovery. But if they are not comfortable and they do not feel ready yet, do not push them because that could actually do more harm than good. So keep that in mind. And also too, like, transpire with the person who you know you know like is struggling with this issue and ask them like hey what can I do to help you that won't harm you more you know what I mean like take those little steps and just really really offer your support and just do what you can and learn what you can do to help because everyone is different and everyone recovers and everyone needs support differently and that is totally okay another thing is understand that it isn't easy and there are so many other factors driving eating disorders it does not just revolve around food i have seen so many things and i've done so many research like i feel like there's such a stigma around eating disorders and like oh people with eating disorders just hate food like no i know so many people who are like i love food but there's just so many other factors So saying things like just eat or it's not that hard is super negative and unhelpful. Like it is just not needed at all. It's honestly, you sound like an idiot if you say that. I have heard someone say that once and I just wanted to sock them in the face. Obviously I didn't, but saying things like that just aren't helpful and are just super negative and no one needs that. Um... Another great thing is eating around them. So for example, if you're in the cafeteria with someone who you know is struggling with eating and you decide, oh, you know, like they are getting their lunch out and you're just like, "Mm, I'm not getting anything. That is not helpful. It's actually really upsetting and triggering. Even if you're not that hungry, suck it up and do it. Unless there was actually one instance where I I was – you know, around my friend who was in recovery and they, I actually have, they served me fettuccine Alfredo. I'm lactose intolerant. So I actually braved through it and ate all of my fettuccine Alfredo because, you know, I'm there for my friends and I want to set a good example, but there were some consequences in the end for me. But like, Just be the bigger person and take those steps. Eating disorders are extremely competitive. And, you know, just sitting there and not eating and making them eat alone is just so negative. And it's honestly so dumb. And 
it's just not needed. I feel like I, I keep repeating myself, but honestly, that's the truth. Like things like that just don't help and just make the situation so much worse. I think the best way and the best qualities in a friendship or any relationship in general is making sure that the other party is feeling comfortable around you and want to be around you. Like I know that I don't want to be around someone who makes me feel triggered or uncomfortable or just negative in general. Another thing that you can do is show them that you understand that it's more than just food. There's so much more complexity and so much more behind eating disorders and there's so many different types. They aren't just about food. There are so many other factors driven into them and I'm not going to go into everything right now, but just remember and let them know that you kind of like you understand and you know that you know, one day it might be this and the other day it might be that and that recovery isn't linear and this can go for literally anything. Recovery is not linear and you have to be patient with your friends and family members. Relapses are normal, you know, kind of circling back into those habits are normal, but it's super important to be there for them when those times occur and when those things happen and let them know that you have their back and you are you know, ready to help them step back into recovery whenever they're ready. Another thing is show compassion and care and listen to them non-judgmentally. And this can go for so many other things. Let the person or your friend just talk. Listen, 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 listen. That is the biggest thing that I can stress is listen. Don't butt in. If they need to get something off their chest, let them do that. Let them know that you care and you are like, actually like you know understand and comprehend that their feelings are valid and that you're not just asking them like oh how are you doing and then like oh like okay I don't really care let's just like switch the subject that's not checking in that's being fake so just make sure that you know you aren't judging and that you let them know that you really do genuinely care and that you show them compassion and whatever they need in the moment And also remind them that food cannot harm them and that it's fuel for the body, brain, and soul. Obviously, don't bring this up every second of every minute of every hour. Like, that is so frustrating. And being like, oh, well, food is fuel, food is fuel, food is fuel. Like, yeah, I'm sure they know. But sometimes it's good to give a little reminder and, you know, check in and be like, you know, like, this is super good. This can't hurt you. This can only help your body grow and become stronger And for instance, if your friend has a lot of hobbies or activities, like this can help strengthen your mind for when you get a new book or when you are going to practice, this is going to help you, you know, get stronger and win these games or win, like things like that, like little tiny boosts can help, but just don't overshower them because people with eating disorders or literally anybody in general with any mental disorder, they're not less of a person. They're not like a baby. Like you don't need to cradle them. Like it's okay to let them kind of go off on their own. Like a whole important step to recovery is that they need to figure this stuff out on their own too. You know, like don't overshower them. Don't crowd them. And I know it's like you don't mean any harm by it sometimes, but sometimes giving them space is good too because a whole part of it is 
discovering this stuff on your own and learning through trial and error, but, you know, also make sure that you are there for them and checking in, but make sure it's kind of like a healthy balance. So moving on to depression and, you know, this can go for other things such as OCD, bipolar, etc. I just put depression as like the main category. Make them feel less alone. In times of sadness, grief, whatever, this can really lead to isolation. Trust me, I've been there. For me, when I was in a really dark place, the first thing that I wanted to do was just be alone. So invite them to do things. Show them that you care and that you have their backs. Um, If I notice that one of my friends is down in the summertime, I love to go to vintage flea markets. That's something I actually want to start doing more. So I want to take more of my friends out to that or like even doing things as simple as getting coffee or studying with them. That's really good. Or weekends too. Check-ins, like I've been stating before, it's easier to share how you feel when people genuinely care and take the time to ask. So really let them know that you're here for them and you want to listen and you want them to share. Obviously, don't force them into something they're not ready for, but it's a lot easier to seek help and talk to people when you know that they actually care and they actually want to take the time to listen to what you have to say. Um, If you know someone who self-harms, don't get angry. It's not easy to stop. It's an addiction, so don't get angry and make a huge deal. Instead, show them that you support them and show them that, that, you know, you're there and make sure that they're safe. Don't get frustrated and be like, oh, how come you're doing, like, you know what I mean? Like, that only makes them feel worse and I will, like, even drive them into further isolation. And that kind of reconnects, like, non-judgment, like, a judgment-free zone. Like, it's okay and they are trusting you to show a side of vulnerability with you and kind of seek trust within you. So don't let them think that you're just going to judge and get angry and blow up in their face. You know, make them feel safe, make them feel comfortable because they are sharing such an extreme part of their life with you at the moment and you really need to, like, reflect in yourself in a way, like, appreciate, like, wow, like, they are trusting in me. I need to make sure that I can give the trust back to them. You know what I mean? Like it goes both ways. And also remember too, like it's a hundred percent okay to feel uncomfortable and ask questions. Um, for instance, you know, if your friend is struggling with something that you're not really familiar with, it's okay to ask questions and be like, Hey, could you explain this a little bit more to me? Or what can I do to help with this? Obviously keep in mind, this is okay. As long as you aren't pushing too far and getting too deep or, getting into things that they aren't ready to talk about yet. But, you know, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to feel a little bit uncomfortable. That is totally normal. And sometimes you can be more supportive with a better understanding. And if you don't feel comfortable asking your friend or you just know they're not in the right headspace, you can do some research on your own and take the time to Google. I know there's so many great resources and they're really accessible. Honestly, you can find them anywhere. There's so many different organizations and so many just different websites and places where you can go find this information and stuff. So I feel like mental health is getting more recognized and that was kind of my goal with this podcast as well. So yay. Okay. 
If your friend struggles with suicidal thoughts, friends or family members, whoever, and you know that they're in a rough spot, be careful leaving them alone and make sure that they are safe. So, you know, you can FaceTime, hang out, or contact a parent if the situation is really, you know, rough. Like, if you are close with the person and you know their family or whatever, you know, you can text them and just, you know, give them a heads up. Or, you know, talk to your parents if the situation is escalating. And sometimes even if your friend is like, oh, you know, don't tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to push you away, but you know the situation is kind of going south. Sometimes it's okay to contact someone who can really help. Regardless if your friend gets angry at you, I think it'll be really worth it. I know it will be in the long run. And just really make sure that they're safe and things like distractions are really, really good. FaceTiming, hanging out, even game pigeon can be good too. It's really important to remember that you need to put yourself first as well and make sure you don't feel drained too. You can't help others if you aren't stable yourself. I know that for a while last year when I was in not the best place. I was trying to fix everyone else's problems because I thought that would magically fix my own. It doesn't work like that, by the way. I found that out the hard way. And I wasn't really able to help anyone or give good advice because I was in such a bad place of myself and I wasn't really that stable either. So, you know, you can't drain yourself and you can't give back to your friends if you aren't feeling in the right mind yourself either. So keep that in mind too. You know, obviously it's still important to check in on everyone and make sure your friends and family are okay, but make sure you're not draining yourself too. Another great thing is let your friends escape from reality for a while, and this can even help you escape too. Play a game with them, watch a movie. I know some of my friends and I's favorite movies are, I we love Disney movies, Hunger Games, Harry Potters, things like that. Those can be really fun to do with your friends or things like, you know, going on a run with your friend or going on a bike ride. You know, things like that is really, really good. Sometimes you just need a good escape from reality and you kind of need to just be a teenager for a little bit. And It's crazy because I feel like when you think of the word, like you think of teenagers and you just think of like irresponsible kids, like running around, like, I I don't know, I think of like the Pogues from Outer Banks or something, but I feel like as our generations are getting older and we're being exposed to more things, a lot of us are going through so many different things right now and it's actually, it's like crazy and there's a lot of shit that we don't see behind the screen. So sometimes helping your friends kind of take their minds off of things is really, really good. On the other hand, if your friend needs to vent to you and they text you and they're like, hey, can I vent? Or hey, can I call you? I just need to get this off my chest, whatever. That is another really, really great thing too. Obviously, if as long as it's not too draining for you, then go ahead and let them do that. That is such a great thing. And that is such an important strength and really helps them feel valid and also shows the trust in the relationship. Some Venting is one of the most important things. Sometimes speaking and getting the crap off of your chest can make you feel 10 times better. I've known from experience 
when I need to, I'll be like, hey, can we, I just FaceTime, like, I just need to get this stuff off my chest. And that is another reason why I love therapy so much is because I can vent to a professional. But, you know, let your friends vent to you, family, whatever. Obviously, you know, make sure that you are taking the time to take care of yourself and not feel too drained. But it's a really good thing. And so is getting a good cry in. And sometimes your friends need to cry. As odd as that sounds, it is extremely therapeutic and helps release lots of tensions. Crying is actually a really, really good thing. And it's really frowned upon. And like people are like, oh, if you cry, you're a baby and blah, blah, blah. And like men can't cry and all that crap. But that's so not true. And crying is such a good thing. So if your friend just needs a shoulder to cry on, then offer yours and be there for them and console them and do whatever they need. You know, like I said before, don't baby them and all of this stuff. Sometimes it's also good to be honest with your friend and be like, hey, like, I think you should do this or that. You know, obviously keep their feelings and your feelings into consideration as well. So you're not pushing anybody's limits too far. On more of the anxiety aspect... If your friend is struggling with an anxiety or panic attack, help them breathe. So there is this really good method called box breathing. And it's you do five things you see, four things you hear. And then I think it's like three things you feel, two things you smell or something or touch or whatever. So basically like you're kind of getting aware of your surroundings. And that is such a good distraction. Another thing is FaceTiming. Sometimes if someone's in a panic attack, they might just need to get what's off their chest. Although if that does seem to make situations a little bit worse, you know, obviously console with them, you know, see what they need. If they need water, go get it. If they need to be, you know, in a a different environment, then take them somewhere where they feel comfortable, like different things like that. It all depends on the situation, but help them breathe. Let them know that you're there. And they're not alone because when you are in a panic attack or anxiety attack, I actually have another planned episode solely on this because this is just such an important thing and there's so many aspects to it, but it feels very dark and alone, at least from my experiences. So let them know that you're there and that they can breathe and that they're okay and that everything will be okay. Another really important thing is don't tell them that their fears are irrational. Obviously, with like I've talked about my OCD struggles and I openly talked about them, how like I know I've talked to some of my friends and my therapists too about like how if when I used to see videos on TikTok or whatever on my phone where it was like this girl whose, for example, mother had like cancer or whatever, I would immediately go wash my hands because I thought that my mom would get sick or something because of the TikTok I saw. And no one ever really, obviously that was an irrational fear. Like, obviously that's not going to happen. But no one really straight up said that to me. And everyone kind of helped me realize that, you know, like I'm not a freak and like I'm okay. And that that's just all a part of what I'm going through and that there are ways around that. You know, even if your friend is stressed about a test or whatever and they're like, I'm going to fail, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I'm nervous about this happening. You know, there's so many different things that could, you know, go down. But don't just straight up and tell them and say like, oh, well, that's so irrational because it's not really helpful in the moment. Yeah, obviously they'll realize maybe later on that, yeah, it was irrational. But 
that's kind of what anxiety is. I hate to break it to you. Like, I think back on my experiences with anxiety and OCD, and I'm like, well, that was so stupid. Why did I wash my hands over that? Like, that is the dumbest thing ever. Like, that could not even happen. But in the moment, it feels life-threatening, and like it could. And, you know, depending on the situation, it could be more intense or less, you know, whatever's going on. But saying and just like admitting to their face that their feels are irrational isn't helpful in the moment, although it may seem like, you know, like you kind of admitting it to yourself and to them and that it could be helpful. It's really not. And connecting to this too, it's also important to validate rather than minimize their experience. If you don't have an anxiety disorder, avoid offering advice without listening to your friend. So if you don't really understand what they're going through, and this can go for other things too besides anxiety, don't straight up try to give advice just in case you could mention something triggering or whatever or say things like their fears are irrational or just eat, which is not really helpful. It's not helpful. Um, you know, listen to them, listen to what they need and let them talk to you let them confide in you sometimes all a person needs is for you to just listen it's okay if you don't know what to say or what advice to give there have been moments where you know a friend is coming up to me set a problem or whatever they're going through and I kind of just don't know what to say and I'm like a little stressed out or whatever like just know that that's totally okay and just really remind them that and tell them that you're there for them ask how you can help and listen to what they have to say Because that is honestly like the most important thing is just listening and letting them know that you care. You genuinely are taking the time out of your day to check in on them and allow them to confide in you and trust and believe in you. That's so important. And my therapist told this to me once and she was like, think of how you treat your pets. Like this can go for like talking to yourself or to others too. Like, you know, when you're petting your cat and you're like, you know, like, oh, like everything's going to be okay or whatever. And, you know, you're just so sweet and kind to your, your animals or whatever. You know, do that to yourself too and your friends in the moment. Like, you know, just be like, oh, you know, like it's going to be okay. Honestly, you know, sometimes when I hear like people say like, oh, it's going to be okay when I'm not in the best moment. I'm just kind of like, yeah, thanks. That's not really helpful. But honestly, that's kind of such a comforting statement. At least it is for me. And it's very like consoling. Like, I don't know. I just really like it. But little things like that and just treat your friends very softly and kindly. Don't push too hard. Don't pressure your friend. You know, just Listen to what they need in the moment. Perspective is key throughout all of this. And I know I mentioned this at the start, but I think having an open mind and learning and educating yourself and gaining a perspective is probably the most important thing you can do and the best step you can take to help someone. Put yourself in other shoes. So if I were in a situation and, you know, say my friend is having a panic attack, you know, try and put yourself in their shoes. What would I want in this moment? You know, like, would I want to be babied and suffocated or would I maybe want space or maybe my friend to get me water or something like that? 
keep in mind this all varies on the situation but you know put yourself in their shoes and kind of figure out what can be triggering and what might not be that's such an important thing and like I said before remember that you can't be everything for everyone and that is okay but it's still extremely important to be there for friends and family you cannot be the hero in their story you cannot cure a mental illness that is not up to you I wish I could snap my fingers and make it happen but it doesn't work like that and that is totally okay Alrighty. That was a lot. I feel like that was kind of just a big tangent, but I hope you kind of gained the main takeaways from that and how it's important to remember that you can't be there and like solve everyone's problems, but you also can be there in a way and just listen to your friends to what they need, check in on them, invite them to do things with you and just be supportive. Be kind. You don't know what's going on behind the screen. And also remember that perspective is really, really, really important. And just because someone seems like they've got their life together and that they are the happiest person on the planet, I'm sure they have their fair share of struggles and could really use a check-in too. So before I leave and end this episode, I have a challenge for you guys. I want you guys, and I'm challenging you guys, to check in on your friends every other week or whenever you can. You know, obviously, don't smother your friends on checking them every single second and be like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You know, like, give your friends some space, too. But check in on your friends and ask them and genuinely listen and be like, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, if they're not doing good, listen. Maybe give them a little bit of advice or maybe just be there for them and comforting. You know, sometimes having someone to confide in who is your age and, you know, might be going through the same thing can feel really good. I know when I talk to some of my friends who have, like, similar struggles, I always feel really good afterwards because I feel less alone and whatever Obviously, you can still help if you're not struggling through the same thing as your friend. Like, that's totally okay. And that can also be really good, too, to kind of get that, like, outsider, you know, conversation or whatever, like, outsider perspective. Remember that educating yourself is super duper important and you don't want to say anything triggering. And overall, just be a good person. But that is my challenge for you guys to check in on your friends when you can just be there for everyone and just be kind because life is too short and your words can really hurt and impact someone even if they seem super nonchalant like they're you know just thriving every day and they're just successful at being you know quote-unquote perfect nobody's perfect let me make that clear nobody is perfect I can sit behind this microphone and preach and give advice and stuff but I still make mistakes too I mess up. I still have my fair share of struggles and anxiety and whatnot. So just remember that you can't be there. You can't be everything for everyone. Nobody's perfect. Perspective matters. Support is everything. And with that, I think I'm going to end this episode. I feel like I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Um, I love you all so, so much. And thank you for coming back and listening to me. And hearing me go off on tangents 
I love how I still managed to sneak in, talk about Trader Joe's in this episode. I swear it's my only personality trait. But I didn't talk about a book this episode. If you're curious, I'm reading a book called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. (laughs) Uh, You really thought you would get through an episode without mention of a book. Well, joke's on you. I read like 15 chapters today, so take that. (laughs) But anyways, you guys, remember the challenge that I set for you. It's your homework. Check on your friends, your family, whoever, even your teachers. And just remember that everything will be okay in the end. And... We've got this. We've got this. We're going to be okay. Thank you all so, so, so much for listening. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.